This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, so a lot more still to come in this hour, more time for your calls and your texts. But as mentioned, I want to start uh, with this uh, very tragic story out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, community now really coming together. Some local Muslim groups and others are raising money for the families of two men killed on Friday. Also to raise money for another man who was uh, injured and is in hospital in this incident. What happened was these three men, good and decent men, came to the fence of two young women who were being harassed on a Portland commuter train, harassed by an avowed white supremacist. Uh, this is one of the girls, uh, Destiny Mangum is her name, who was sitting there on the train with her friend. Her friend is Muslim, happened to be wearing a hijab, a headscarf. She uh, describes what happened. This white male from the back of us came and he was like, he's talking to you guys and he was like, you guys, you can't disrespect these young ladies like that. And then they just all started arguing. We um, turned around while they were fighting and he just started stabbing people and it was just blood everywhere and we just started running for our lives. I just want to say thank you to the people who put their life on the line for me because they didn't even know me. Yeah, I mean, it's incomprehensible. Uh, Ricky John Best, 53 years old, 23-year-old Talisin Namkai Mesh, identified as the victims. 21-year-old Mika David Cole Fletcher, identified as the third passenger who was stabbed but survived. Saw a picture of him posted uh, in hospital, given a thumbs up. You see this horrific scar down his neck, down onto his chest. Apparently, the two victims were essentially slashed across the throat by this guy suffering fatal injuries. Two very different people. But people who saw something that was happening, they knew wasn't right. They knew they had to say something. Uh, And they paid with their lives. Joining us for more on the story, uh, Jackson Prosco joins us, Washington Bureau Chief Global News, following the story today. Jackson, thanks for making some time for us. Yeah, good afternoon. Okay, so we, we know a bit more about the victims. We, we do know as well a bit more about the, uh, the alleged perpetrator here. Where, where are things at? Well, right now the investigation's ongoing and the determination is being made as to whether or not this will be prosecuted as a hate crimes. Well, and you can certainly see how it might. So in terms of how this all went down, so as we understand it, then these two girls are sitting on the train, minding their own business. This guy was on the train and just unprovoked. He just he went up and was basically shouting at them, right? That's right. And in fact, uh, some video has emerged from, I believe it was a week or two prior, when the suspect in this case was caught making similar remarks and threatening to uh, stab people on board the same train system. Uh, so it seems that there might have been some warning that this might have been coming. And again, you look at the social media postings from the suspect here. Uh, he certainly showed an affinity for Nazis, for white supremacy. Uh, so it seems that the warning signs may have been there. Uh, and these other people then, they, they didn't know each other, right? They all just happened to be passengers on this same train? That's right. And very different. I mean, coming from very different backgrounds, different ages. Um, you know, and I think that's what stands out to a lot of people. Uh, that these, you know, th- these people weren't necessarily, uh, you know, coming from similar backgrounds, but they all just kind of knew what was the right thing here. 
That's right. And I think the other thing that in the aftermath of this has really stood out is sort of the the silence from the top from Washington. Uh, President Trump only weighed in on this uh, via his official Twitter account, not the personal one he uses so often, uh, late this morning. Uh, so he spent the weekend tweeting about himself and the treatment uh, he feels he's received uh, at the hands of the media but didn't really speak up much about this, and that certainly raised some eyebrows as well. Right, and I think a lot of people were saying, look, this is not to pin this on, on Donald Trump by any stretch, and apparently, as we've learned, this this guy was a Bernie Sanders supporter, but it's the mm-hmm. kind of thing that I think a lot of people were looking to some, some the president for some leadership on this to, to stand up and condemn this, and I guess eventually today he did through the official POTUS Twitter account. That's right. What he wrote was, uh, the violent attacks in Portland on Friday are unacceptable. The victims were standing up to hate and intolerance. Our prayers are with them. But it's strange, given the context of his personal Twitter account, the one we typically hear from him on, the real Donald Trump account, he hasn't said a thing about this. Again, there were 10 tweets yesterday talking about the treatment of his administration by the media and nothing about this. Right. Yeah. And I mean, with, with it being Memorial Day and with this happening in, in Portland, you think there'd be more pressing issues for him to address? I guess we, we don't know who wrote the tweet on the POTUS account, do we? We don't. Okay, um, but I will say that uh, it came down while he was in the middle of delivering a speech uh, at Arlington National Cemetery for Memorial Day. So odds are it was written by a staffer and, and not the president himself. Right. Well, I mean, regardless who wrote it, it was, certainly needed to be said. And, and so in that sense, uh, credit where credit is due. Um, so talk about the, the money that's being raised. Now, what do we know about some of these fundraising efforts? Yeah, there's several uh, GoFundMe and online fundraisers taking place right now to raise money for the families here, uh, to really acknowledge the fact that they were heroes who stepped up at a time of uh, great danger to themselves and stepped up for what they felt was right and stepped up for American values. Right, to raise money for the families. I, I suppose also the potential that there's any kind of health care costs for the, for the third individual. I think there's a, a fundraiser to, to raise some money to cover those costs. Is that right? Exactly. I mean, I think it's really a a picture of a community that's coming together here uh, in the face of an absolutely horrific act. Uh, As for the accused here, Jeremy Christian, 35 years old, as you say, this this could turn into a hate crime investigation, but I believe he has been officially charged with murder at this point. Is that correct? Uh, I believe you're correct on that. Yeah. And I think the determination is uh, based on whether or not this becomes a hate crimes case, uh, that certainly opens up a whole new realm of charges and I believe makes it a federal case as well. Uh, and there's, yeah, as you say, there's different video that, that's emerged to this guy. People have taken screenshots of his Facebook page. It sounds as though he was fairly notorious, I suppose, that, you know, given that he'd showed up at rallies, uh, throwing Nazi salutes in the air, that, that this guy was kind of notorious as a, a white supremacist and extremist. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of video of him out there making the rounds. It's certainly well documented, uh, him draped in the American flag, giving the Nazi salute. Uh, so that, that stuff is certainly out there, and it's certainly what's building the case uh, in the eyes of law enforcement that this could be a hate crime. Indeed. All right, we'll see how this all plays out going forward. Jackson, thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate this. My pleasure. All right, that's Jackson Prosca, Washington Bureau uh, Chief for Global News, following this story today. Uh, so yeah, 35 years old Jeremy Christian at this point charged with two counts of aggravated murder, set to be officially arraigned tomorrow, could face additional charges. According to the New York Times, authorities said Mr. Christian had a history of making extremist statements on social media, I was ranting at and talking disparagingly about the two women on the train, one of whom was uh, wearing a hijab. 
So you heard that uh, clip of uh, Destiny Mangum, 16 years old, who herself is not a Muslim. Her friend is. So just, you know, the appreciation that these people were willing to step up and help them out, that two of them paid with their lives, is so tragic. You know, as she said, and a lot for her to bear. Almost feeling some responsibility for this, as though they had anything to do with it. They were sitting there minding their own business, doing nothing to to warrant any of this. So it is pretty troubling. You know, just the fact that this would happen, the fact that you'd have somebody like that who thinks it's appropriate to act this way to other human beings. And then the fact that somebody has to die as a result of this is just so shocking. Anyway, 403-974-8255 is the number here. We got to take a quick break. We're back with more, though, right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.